Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Isaiah Jackson, also known as Bitcoin Zay, is the author of Bitcoin and Black America, a book that explores the synergy between Bitcoin, blockchain technology, and economic empowerment in Black and Brown communities in particular. Isaiah is also community manager for Metronome and co-host of the popular YouTube show, The Gentleman of Crypto. It has over 500 episodes, 20 plus hours of crypto tutorials. It's a daily live broadcast that explores Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets, including international topics, news updates, future innovations in blockchain, digital assets, and more. His work in the blockchain space includes being a member of the Digital Currency Council, a certified Bitcoin professional, and the owner of a Bitcoin ATM. We talk about his background, the book, and the show, and also how his work to empower Black and Brown communities is especially relevant now, given the economic crisis caused by COVID-19. So after the episode, I'll spend a little more time bringing all those points home and tying it all together. So now it's time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Today, it is my absolute pleasure and honor to have this much anticipated conversation with Isaiah Jackson, aka Bitcoin Zay. I love that. We'll talk about that as well. He is the author of Bitcoin and Black America, the founder of Blockchain Foundation, and co host of a popular daily YouTube show, The Gentleman of Crypto. He's also one of my favorite people on Twitter. He's no holds barred, uh, his Twitter hand is very strong. And fun fact, when he's not knee deep in the crypto ecosystem, evidently he's arm deep in 70s vinyl crates. I want to hear about that, especially because I've spent many evenings in club quarantine with D-Nice and and perhaps you have too. So um, we'll talk all about that and more in a moment. But first, Isaiah, welcome and happy birthday weekend to you, sir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, definitely glad to see another birthday and uh, glad to be on the show here with you. Excellent. Excellent. It has. So share with the listeners your professional origin story, the path that led you to this moment in time as really a major influencer in the crypto space. I'm really Mm -hmm. fascinated by so much of the work that you do. And so, but I like to put the pieces together so others might follow in your footsteps as well. Okay. Uh, Absolutely. So I was in college in 2008, 2009 during the last financial crash. So, you know, as a college student, you're already pretty broke as it is. Uh, you're eating ramen noodles and right. put together, you know, $3 for burgers. So when the financial crash happened, I vividly remember how the economy changed. And that was sort of my first look at how economies work, how the Fed works, how inflation works. So I sort of had that always in the back of my mind. I didn't know how we could ever solve it. But mm-hmm. in 2013, uh, I was introduced to Bitcoin by, oddly enough, a banker. Um, 
worked for a uh, a bank and they discussed Bitcoin, but he kind of came home and he was like, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's, you know, sort of from a tech standpoint. And that was my major computer science. And uh, at the time I was teaching a computer engineering class in high school. So mm. or high school. So this was 2013. So I've, I've been in the space seven years because uh, sort of taking that 08, 09 background of, you know, being super broke, almost broken, so to say, as I say in the book. <laughs> right. uh, and then also applying the tech side of it where I could, saw that Bitcoin was a secure, scarce asset that, you know, is transparent. All of these things you, you start to piece together like, hmm, this might be a solution. Uh, and that is where I started. So in 2013, after teaching, I moved on to an IT career. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as Bitcoin goes, I taught myself the trading aspect of it, mining, as well as uh, blockchain aspects of it as well, uh, building and software and, and websites. So that was my origin. And since then, I have started the show, The Gentleman of Crypto. And of course, while we're here writing, I've written a book, Bitcoin in Black America, uh, which we'll discuss more. So that is that is my origin, sort of a tech background combined with financial literacy needed because of last crash. So that's what drove me to get into the Bitcoin industry. Right. That's really interesting, especially because, you know, you're living what we should all do, which is really to take the lessons that we learned previously and figure out. All right. So that happened in a time of web 2.0, right? We also, not only did we see the financial crash and crisis around the same time that Satoshi mm-hmm. drops the white paper, but we also right. see, you know, we had just experienced uh, maybe 10 years, nine years before that, the dot-com boom and crash. And, you know, we are in a web 3.0 build and environment, but th- those lessons are really important that we hold on to because, as you said, then we can start to see the benefits of innovations in technology, fintech, and how that could be empowering as a, a, a model for fiscal literacy, empowerment, generational wealth, which I spend a lot of time talking about too, and all of those things feed in. So so let's let's get into that because your life and work are decidedly focused on the economics of Black America in particular and how Bitcoin can change the economic condition of Black and Brown communities specifically. Now, what are the specific challenges in the Black community that cryptographically secured assets can remedy in the community? So you know, ideally that folks aren't just surviving and starting over again with each generation, but actually thriving in a, in a way in one generation that supports forward motion in the next. Absolutely. So um, one of the biggest subjects that I always bring up whenever I'm speaking with uh, somebody on consulting or in the groups when it pertains to Bitcoin and Black America is I do discuss the uh, dot-com boom of the 2000s and how a lot of Black people missed that tech boom of the 90s. You know, not just investing in the, the tech companies, but also learning how to build these software developers, learning, you know, cybersecurity, all these things. Uh, we were sort of late to the party there. Not all by fault of our own. There's educational, you know, things that held us back. However, this time the barrier to entry uh, is lowered and is sort of not there with Bitcoin. So we all can be able to build in this industry as well as invest in it as an asset and uh, build the companies that people will invest in for the future. So that is one of the biggest things that I bring up is, you know, in one of the biggest wealth transfers in my generation that I remember, we sort of missed it. But this time has to be different. So I definitely push that forward in my message. Absolutely. Now, do you think, so you have a tech background, right? So not only are you an advocate of 
participating on the financial side to hold crypto, but also the build, right? And, yes. and how important that could be to build sustainable companies, um, products, services on top of the, the new infrastructure. How difficult was it for you? Uh, and maybe even if it's not difficult, uh, I'll ask a different way. How do you encourage those who do not have a tech background to still be able to take advantage of the new economy? So I'm so glad Bitcoin has matured uh, a lot over the years. As you know, Bitcoin is sort of the Wild West, uh, you know, a few years ago. And right. only only people with sort of a tech background can understand the language and, you know, understand how to use it. So now that we have more onboarding through user-friendly apps, one of the, the things I would say for people who do not have a tech background is you have the ability today to buy Bitcoin, learn about Bitcoin, read about Bitcoin. And from a basic standpoint, you can buy a wallet. Uh, I even discuss this in the book. You know, if you buy a car, you don't know, need to know how to change the carburetor and uh, redo the body frame in order to drive it. You know, basic right. things. And thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, just maintenance. <laughs> you know, being able to put on your turn signals. These are all things to be able to drive your car. Same thing with Bitcoin. If you know how to, you know, download a wallet, send and receive to others and store it securely. These are just some of the basics that you can learn about Bitcoin, which, you know, is very similar to how you store your money now. Just small tweaks here and there. And I think once people see that it's not as hard as they're trying to make it a lot in the media, they're trying to make it like it's like, oh, well, regular people can't use it. It's for tech geeks. It's for nerds. It's for people who speak, you know, super lingo that you won't understand. It's like, no, 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 this isn't the banking industry. We're not trying to we're not trying to confuse you. Right. <laughs> actually use verbiage that makes it confusing for the average person. And Bitcoin is becoming a lot easier. So if you don't have a tech background, don't worry. There are a lot of resources in order to get you going, get you started. And, you know, you don't have to worry about the back end. So it's like Wi-Fi. We all know how to use Wi-Fi, but nobody can explain layer two protocols to you if you ask. <laughs> right. You and nor do they have to. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It goes. Definitely. And it's important for people we are, who are in the industry to help demystify it and to break it down from an educational point of view, you are, you know, at your heart and essence, you are an educator. And so you bring that heart, mind and spirit to what you do now. My intention is always to do that as well. And in fact, for listeners, I certainly have done this in the past when others have come on to the show. Andreas Antonopoulos was on, Alex Edelman from Lolly and, and uh, some other people. We just did a, a, a crypto regulation thing that's going to float um, uh, this past week, actually. It, it, it aired this week. So. Yeah. I'm very intentional about the educational piece. I will drop links and videos again, both in the summary and then in the extended show notes for um, Advantage Evans members. But we want to use regular language to, and also highlight what it, what can be done with the technology, right? The fact that the car can take you from A to B is more important than the carburetor for the average person. You mentioned something about, well, let me uh, say this. So I want to transition a bit to what's going on presently. Um, the, what we talk about is going to be evergreen, but we are literally recording in the midst of the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis as a matter of health and finances, not just here in the United States, but globally. And so uh, in your book, you've accurately noted that the global financial system is changing and that the digital revelation, as you said, will not be televised. So the digital revolution might not be, but we are seeing the dire economic implications of the financial and healthcare inequities here in the United States in particular, literally play out 24-7 in the news cycle, right? Yes. So yes. all the things that people could hide from and 
either pretend that these inequities don't exist or literally because there are two Americas, not know, right? Depending upon where you get your news, your experience, who your friends are, you may not know. So, you know, uh, Chairwoman Maxine Waters from the House Financial Services Committee is trying to get out ahead of it. We just had the quote unquote stimulus package pass where originally there was language about a digital dollar. I saw you tweet about it. I tweeted about it as well. And even though that language didn't necessarily survive uh, at first in this particular iteration. I'm wondering what your thoughts are about this march toward digital fiat. I know that's definitely not Satoshi's vision per se, but it's only a matter of time. And if the digital dollar, for example, continues to march on another digital fiat, what opportunities are created for Bitcoin or true, you know, if we're talking people's money, you know, that will not probably end up being a digital dollar. So thoughts? Uh, yes, absolutely. So this recent news of the digital dollar and the fact that there is about to be so much money pr- printed and placed into our economy, of course, inflation will be a part of that. Uh, unfortunately, inflation is a part of the U.S. American economy. This is our economy. It's built on inflation, which is why the value of the dollar has <clears throat> decreased 99% uh, <laughs> since inception built to basically go away at a certain point. And I think this was the last blow to sort of put out a digital dollar. We're almost at the point where it costs more than a dollar to produce a dollar. So Mm. that tells you where we're at. So what I think for Bitcoin, what it will help with is onboarding. I think initially, uh, if money does go almost completely digital, if people, you know, have this influx of, of money that is digital, it'll make it pretty easy for people to move from the thought process of, oh, I have digital money, which it already basically is. Money's like 92% digital anyway. But once they, you know, acquiesce it with a digital digital dollar, then it won't seem so weird to move it into Bitcoin if Bitcoin is proven to be more of a safe haven asset. One thing we are seeing in the industry is that everything took a nosedive last week or two weeks ago. However, as far as recovery goes, you know, Bitcoin is holding pretty strong, um, even though people thought it would go to zero, you know, a million times. So I, I do think long term, Bitcoin will be affected because there will be more liquidity, more onboarding, you know, a lot easier to purchase Bitcoin with a digital dollar than with cash. So I think all of that plays a factor into it. But I think with COVID coming and this virus, it is definitely a uh, what somebody described as a white swan event, something mm-hmm. that could be predicted, uh, but nobody saw it coming. So, yes, this is something that has affected us all. But I think Bitcoin is it's. The happening is coming up right as this is happening. It's, it's, I, I'm, wow. I'm not big on coincidence. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't think this is a coincidence that this is sort of happening at the timing. So, I think something big is starting. It has already started, of course, but I think in the currency world, I think this is a change of where we are and where we're going, honestly. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first... 
a word on an exciting opportunity. The Tech Intersect podcast is released to the public every Friday. But as an Advantage Evans member, you'll receive first listen access and live Tech Intersect Connect video chats. Premium members also receive a copy of my ebook, The Gen Xer's Guide to Upskilling in a Web 3.0 World, and unlimited access to the video chat replays and bonus episodes. My pro members, ready to leverage what they've listened to and learned, receive access to the Upskilling Self-Guided Course and VIP group coaching calls. So as you can see, Advantage Evans membership adds substantial value to your podcast experience. And there are three ways to take advantage. <laughs> see what I did right there? Of all that the Tech Intersect podcast has to offer. So subscribe now and let's listen, learn, and leverage together. And now, back to the conversation. Well, I hadn't really thought of it in that context, right? And and I am of the mind, I should say, that there are no accidents in life. And it will be very interesting to see how all this unfolds. I also just feel as a matter of from a metaphysical point of view, probably, that there's this whole universal resetting. Mm-hmm. Everybody, yeah. go sit I'll down put- somewhere, right? <laughs> Take a, do we, need a, my- we need this break. Take a deep breath. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, Take a breath, revisit yeah. everything, reconnect with yourself yeah. and with others, and prepare. You've Because we are now seeing how people have short memories, and you have new people being born all the time, right? So either people have a short memory or they don't have a memory of a the type of crisis that hits this way. That also mm-hmm. in some sense is unprecedented. I'm starting to hate that word. We've been using it for several years, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. But this is unprecedented in where we are in this moment in time. We have got to learn the lessons of the past so that we do use this as an opportunity to participate in the fourth industrial revolution and to really empower ourselves in ways that we've known that we needed to, but this time presents an interesting opportunity. So yeah, your uh, book explores how to incorporate Bitcoin into businesses and jobs and educational uh, institutions as a matter of economic empowerment. And obviously it's Mm -hmm. more pressing now than ever. You also must talk about these issues on a daily basis on your show. So tell folks about the gentleman of crypto, why you created it, the fact that you are well on your way. You're halfway to a thousand episodes, if I'm not mistaken. You'll tell us about that. But yes, let's let's talk let's talk about the gentleman of crypto. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, after being in Bitcoin for uh about five years, uh yeah, about four or five years, and I had a business partner, King, who is also my co host, we both uh realized that our consulting it was it was good for businesses, but for individuals it was pretty inefficient. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The information we now, doing one-on-ones or, you know, small groups, it was okay, but it wasn't as efficient as we wanted. So we decided, and he kind of convinced me uh, before, you know, I had never made a video about crypto. I had only, you know, kind of posted some stuff here and there. Uh, this was 2016, but he convinced me. Uh, I moved out to LA and he was like, look, we can start a show. Uh, we can, you know, get it going. And basically we can reach more people uh, daily and we can discuss crypto, Bitcoin. This was uh, early 2017, sorry. So this was sort of the time when uh, Bitcoin had just crossed a thousand. You know, the. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the second time that I saw it. But New Year's Day 2017, it just crossed a thousand dollars in price. And the price was kind of going sideways in March or April when I decided to leave. So 
the show, uh, we d- decided to do a daily news show because we realized there was a lot of misinformation coming out. There were so many scams. Uh, you remember the ICO market was really hot where there were a lot of coins that didn't really do anything. Right. But uh, there were so many people hyping it up, pumping it up. So uh, we were like, yeah, let's do a daily show and kind of show people that, uh, yeah, there's more to Bitcoin than it, you know, being for drug dealers and scams and whatever people think. And also uh, keeping it consistent, because from an education standpoint, there's a lot of people who don't trust it. So I think if we keep it consistent and they see that we're here through the good, the bad and the ugly, uh, you know, we can keep it going, which is what we've done. We're at, uh, at over 560 episodes uh wow. 2017 and uh yep going strong towards a thousand and like like you said before it's the gentleman of crypto on youtube we we broadcast at 1 p.m eastern and like i said we do it daily some days we do have to take off because we have much busier schedules than when we first started but uh right this daily show was sort of the uh the, cat- the catapult of for both of us in the crypto world because once people realize uh, you know, there's two guys that know what they're talking about. We do it live. So we take questions, answers, because we actually know what we're talking about. Unlike, you know, some people, you know, they started in 2018, 2019. It's cool. But, you know, that live feature, people really like to ask questions as they go. Uh, right. So we wanted to, to introduce that. And so far, it's, it's definitely been a, a great experience. When you think about the the topics that you've covered over these years, and the questions that you receive, are there any common misperceptions or common questions that have come up over these years? Uh, yes. Early on, a lot of questions we got was uh, about buying a whole Bitcoin. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we took a lot of episodes where we kept saying at the beginning of the episode, you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. You can buy a yes. fraction of a Bitcoin. Because uh, I believe there was a time when Jamie Dimon it was like August 2017. I think the price it went from 6000 to 3000 or something. He had kind of put out some news that tanked it. And then mm. people were like, well, is this a good time to buy? And I was, you know, we were doing the show. That question came up a lot. <laughs> and they were like, excuse me. And they were like, well, I can't buy a whole one. Can I buy, uh, you know, what, what can I do? And we just like, mm. look, you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. So that, that's very common. Also, interaction with the broader world as far as like Bitcoin and digital currency and war with china and russia and things that happen mm. uh that stuff comes up a lot more lately and i can't blame people because look at what the, the mess we're in now uh right <laughs> you look at you know how the world is operating it's like well it looks like our currency might not be worth much or some things may be happening in the markets you know this is what crypto was built for so can't blame them but those have been more of our questions lately no oh, that's interesting and any over these last couple of weeks hot topics that that stick out in your mind now you cover so many uh, things in it on a daily yeah, we, basis we cover i mean uh covid has definitely taken over but we did we interviewed uh john mcafee um oh wow small. yep the um last day in february as a matter of fact we interviewed him so about a month ago and you know that was very interesting because he discussed everything that's happening now and you know john is a wild boy i do want to say <laughs> if you go watch the interview john mcafee go check it out uh, he is wild, but that that is sort of the the crazy genius that I think comes out when you listen to people. But uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, interviewing people like him, interviewing you know founders of companies, those are all different things. Mm-hmm. I think our show takes on a new life when you can get a perspective for someone you may or may not agree with. So uh, right. yeah, definitely definitely something that recently caught caught our attention as far as how things are going to go with the virus because he was right. He predicted how everything's going to go, and this this happened. 
Wow. Well, I'll definitely um, drop drop a link to that mm-hmm. as well. Um, I missed that one. I kind of stay up on the oh, game. Yeah. I don't watch every day, but when I watch, I slam several episodes at a time. That's 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 my approach to <laughs> podcast and in the dailies and being home for watch a month home. and counting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So I want you to let the the listeners know some of the the services that you offer, because I want to find and make sure that we have ways that they continue to connect with you and your work. So talk to us about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, of course, we have the daily show, The Gentleman of Crypto, uh, which is completely free, of course, daily. KRB Digital Assets Group. Uh, we do consulting for mostly businesses, but we do uh, do individual clients. Uh, we teach educational uh, blockchain education how to do trading things of that nature also i am the community manager for a project called metronome uh mm-hmm. not sure if it, but metronome is a uh cryptocurrency that sort of is the beginning of decentralized finance uh, i know a lot of other companies have taken it upon themselves to call themselves DeFi, but metronome was sort of the first so that mm-hmm. is also who i work with as well and CoinMe and uh, CoinFlip uh, ATM companies I actually work with as well. So Bitcoin ATMs, for those people interested, I actually have ways for people to get Bitcoin ATMs or install them in the brick and mortar stores. And then, of course, the reason we're here, Bitcoin and Black America, the book, where you can actually purchase on the website, BitcoinandBlackAmerica.com or Amazon. So got a lot going on uh, right now in the space, but uh, staying busy. And these are uh, just a few of the things I have what people can can uh, support. I love that. And I also believe in diversifying on a range of things, certainly from an assets perspective, but also multiple streams of revenue, Absolutely. not all coming from the same thing as we see, because that's a bad idea in uh, oh, yeah. the 21st century and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. that's a true entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit for sure. Oh, yeah. like water. And uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, because it is, you know, still kind of under wraps. Blackchain uh, is my startup oh. that we haven't started the private beta yet, but that is uh, sort of my next project this year. It has kind of been on hold because of coronavirus, but uh, right. yes, we have, we have this. We have started on it uh, as far as the private beta getting going uh, in April. Is there anything that you want to tell them specifically, or and in fact, now let's list the ways that people can connect with you. I absolutely will have links in the show notes for it too, but to give them the highlights of where they can find this specific information, we'll have a link to the book for sure. But um, anything that you want to additionally share about blockchain? Oh yeah, absolutely. So blockchainonline.com where you can visit. It is being updated. So if you see it saying we're updating it, that's that's what we're doing now. However, uh, you can contact me directly at Isaiah at K-R-B-E-C-R-Y-P-T-O.com. That's my email. Or on Twitter at Bitcoin Zay. Those are the two easiest ways to contact me and also get information about blockchain online through the website. So uh, like I said, we have a private beta coming. And once we go live, we are playing it close to the chest. But once we go live, we do want to be able to provide um, liquidity for businesses, uh, small businesses in the forms of fiat or Bitcoin. So that is the goal of blockchain. And we're working on that now. Perfect. Um, the intellectual property lawyer and professor in me says, yes, hold it until you can launch it and maximize, leverage, monetize and all of the ties. Um, <laughs> so I would, um, given a lot of the things that you've shared once a month, I wasn't able to do it because of the COVID-19 crisis and 
scrambling to get all of my faculty online in in less than two weeks, uh, which was no small feat. So I missed this opportunity this March to do an Ask Me Anything. It's actually, I do it on the video side, a video chat. The first was about mental wealth and health, uh, particularly for black and brown communities in the entrepreneurial space. I'd love for us to figure out a way to to set up an AMA to amplify some of the things that you're doing and to plug in with with our listeners. That would oh, be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that would be perfect. I would love to. Well, thank you so very much. The time flew. I just looked up. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get out of here. Um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I will continue to amplify everything that you and King are doing. Um, and let's do this together. Cooperative economics, collective work and responsibility, and, and let's make the next generation a better place. Absolutely. Yep. And you never know. One day you might see me sitting in your class. One day I'll just show up. And <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> Deal. And one day I might be showing up to you to get one of these uh, BTC ATMs. So there's that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go. That's how we All right, Isaiah, a.k.a. Bitcoin Zay. I will see you on the interweb. Thank you. I'm so grateful that Isaiah took time out of his very busy schedule to chat with me during this unprecedented time, as much of our nation and the world is under some form of stay-at-home, shelter-in-place, or quarantine order due to the novel coronavirus pandemic known as COVID-19. So why does the information in Isaiah's book matter? Well, it matters for times like these, given the current health and financial crisis due to COVID-19 and the devastating impact on the health, welfare, and financial stability of virtually everyone in this nation and globally. Forbes personal financial contributor, Corey Hale, wrote specifically about the Black community and says that Black Americans will suffer an even greater plight. She makes the point that just a few weeks ago, way back in January of 2020, which seems like a million years at this point, the U.S. economic picture was bright. Unemployment was at a 50-year low. There was strong wage growth and record optimism about small businesses. That is, of course, until COVID-19 came to the U.S. and thanks largely to severe dereliction of duty from the White House calling the virus a hoax, Now the virus is widespread, causing the central bank to adjust its interest rate to 0 to 0.25% in order to support the economy. And Congress recently passed a $2 trillion stimulus bill, but with only a single payment and some but not significant support to small businesses, this catastrophe will disproportionately impact low-income earners with minorities likely bearing the brunt of the economic impact of coronavirus, as a recession is certain to hit. I mention this in such detail because the current and near future realities of the crisis we are in right now is shedding much-needed light on the health and financial disparities that Isaiah's book brings to light. Those disparities lead to disparate impact in times like these, with a recession on the horizon and He advocates for economic empowerment in the Black community based on participation in every facet of the fourth industrial revolution, based on the rails of blockchain and with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin leading the way. Now, learn more about blockchain and crypto with the links in past episodes and the videos and resources available to Advantage Evans members. 
And be sure to check out Bitcoin and Black America to explore how to empower Black communities and underserved communities by incorporating cryptocurrency in your business, job, and educational institution. And save 20% when you use my code, TechIntersect. That's a lot to sit with. Let's all stick together. Let's stay home, wash our hands, keep building, support each other. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.